Learn what's new and some practical tips for working with Azure Data Factory and other Azure services. This week on Data Exposed. Hi, I'm Anna Hoffman, and welcome to this episode of Data Exposed. Today, I'm joined by Weehyung, a Principal Group Program Manager on the Azure Data Factory team. Weehyung, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Anna. Thank you for having us on the show. Yeah, of course. It's always a pleasure to have the Azure Data Factory on because we partner so closely with the Azure SQL team. Um, and today, we want to kick the off some things and learn more about some best practices and tips that you might have for us. But since we don't have you on the show that often, I'd love to start by understanding you know, what's new in the Azure Data Factory. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, so we're super excited to share with you some of the product innovations around data integration on Azure. And so what you see in this slide is really from guidance that we provide all the way to new regions that we add and new connectors that are added, as well as improvements to data flow. Now, this is really a packed list of all the kinds of innovations that happened just in the last month alone. And we're excited to share this with the community. Awesome. That's pretty cool. And we'll be sure to put a link in our description so you all can check out that blog and stay up to date on what's going on in the Azure Data Factory world. Now, apart from doing all these updates, Weehong, your team also meets with a ton of customers. And so through those customers, of course, you're learning a lot about some of the maybe mistakes customers might be making or just some general tips or best practices that you've learned from working with them. Uh, do you have any like tips that you could share with our viewers? Oh, yeah, sure. And in fact, not just tips, right, Anna, we have distilled all those tips into five tips or five practical tips that we hope that will be useful to the community. And these are the five practical tips. And I think the goal here is to make sure that uh, customers have the best data integration experience on Azure. And we start off with the first tip, which is really about how you could leverage a lot of the skills and a lot of the learnings, whether it's around performance tuning or you know just connecting things together in Azure Data Factory pipelines or data flows and being able to use this immediately in Synapse and be productive from day one. And so today, uh, the data integration experience on Azure, you could either use Azure Data Factory, or if you're looking at using cloud scale analytics and you know whether it's with Synapse Spark, Synapse SQL Pool, uh, and a whole bunch of kind of value that Synapse brings to the table, you can now move your data factory pipelines and data flows and use them in Synapse. I think that's one, but two is you get the same experience, the same set of capabilities, which hopefully will help you be able to truly achieve uh, limitless data integration. And so just as an introduction today, if you get into Synapse, um, you will be able to leverage Synapse pipelines. And in Synapse pipeline, you'll see that you get all your familiar activities. On top of that, you also get uh, other activities that's relevant to Synapse, for example, things like um, Synapse notebooks, the ability to then execute code on Synapse Spark, which is just amazing. Other things that you'll get out from uh, in the Synapse workspace is Synapse data flow. And when you use Synapse data flow, you literally have the same code-free data integration experience that you might already be used to. And from the moment you start creating a data flow in Synapse, and be able to get from your source to your transformation to your sync. Everything is the same. But more importantly, this runs on Synapse Spark, right? That allows you to run this data flows at amazing scale. Now, awesome. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, I was just going to say, it, it seems like a, a pretty good tip, especially because you're just taking pretty simple things like learning how to use these pipelines and data flows. Um, and now you're going to be able to be much more productive. So I love that tip. I think the second tip has something to do, if I recall correctly, something to do with uh, integration of your data, but also involving governance. Can you tell us a little bit about that one? Yeah, sounds good, Anna. So one of the things that comes to mind uh, whenever you do data integration in general is it's not just about data integration, it's about the data assets that you have and how you can leverage some of these data assets uh, in your data integration, whether it's a data pipeline or data flow. And so we think that bringing data integration and data governance coming together is just simply unmatched capabilities that you know we hope that will be useful to both uh, a lot of the customers that we work with, but more importantly, allowing you to combine the power of Azure Purview, uh, which is a data governance uh, service together with Azure Data Factory, and then be able to leverage all these kind of assets uh, that has been scanned and is now available in Purview immediately uh, in your data factories. I think that's one piece to it when you bring them together. The second piece is really exciting. It's really the fact that, you know, in many organizations today, you often use and you build data pipelines to move data from your source, you transform your data, you land them in the data warehouse like Synapse SQL Pool, for example. But then many a times, why do we do, do it? Because you want to reduce the time to insight to get from raw data to reports. And you know, like all these pipelines run 24 by 7 all the time, but there will be a time when things break. You want to know, hey, why is this value in the report not showing up or it's computed wrongly? Is there a problem with the whole lineage all the way to the raw data? And so by enabling Azure Purview and Data Factory to come together, now you get all your ETL lineage. Now for every single pipeline run that you have, this lineage gets pumped or extracted and then get loaded into Azure Purview, if you will. And now you can do very powerful analysis on ETL lineage on what are the data that got copied, that got transformed, that landed this uh, in a Synapse SQL pool, for example, and then being able to show this in a report. I think that's one value that you get out of it. The other value that you get out of it is really the fact that, you know, many a times as a DBA or a, as a data developer, you might be wanting to make changes to the schema of a table. And when we make changes to the schema of a table, what happens if you drop a column or what happens if you add a column? What is the impact to the downstream? And you want that kind of visibility into that whole lineage as well, but from the other angle. Uh, because then that will give you the confidence uh, that you know whatever that you're making, whatever change that you're making, it prob propagates through all your ETL pipeline, if you will. Um, by bringing this together, it also enables you to do that. So right now, what you're seeing, and let me get to this page is Azure Data Factory uh, with the familiar kind of design environment that everyone is used to. And in this Azure Data Factory uh, design view or authoring view, if you will, we created a pipeline. And in this case, we call this pipeline SQL Server Data Ingestion. And you know, a lot of the things that you see here will be familiar to you, right? We're doing a lookup to get the list of tables. And for each of the table, what are we doing? If we click on the activities, for each of the table, we're copying data. And where are we copying the data to, uh, from? Is we're copying the data from a SQL Server table that has been parameterized. 
to a sink, right? And in this case, we are landing it somewhere as a parquet data set. Now, and of course, in a typical kind of flow, after I built a pipeline um, like this, I would of course then run the pipeline on a day-to-day -day basis. But what happens if you need to understand this lineage, you know, uh, and be able to capture it as part of the assets in which you can then govern uh, using Purview? And so the first thing you'll do in order to integrate data factory and Purview together is you're going to click on this Manage tab. And to show you this Manage tab, I'll use another factory that has not been connected to Purview yet just to show you the flow. So in this factory, I will click on the Manage tab. And when I click on manage, what happens, this will be the familiar kind of management experience that you might have already got used to in Azure Data Factory. You'll see this new entry here under connections called Azure Purview. And right now it's in preview. And all you need to be able to connect data integration and data governance together is just clicking on the connect to a Purview account. And when I do that, what will happen is it will do a data registration it will enable you to do data discovery. And later on, I'll show you the exploration piece of it. So if I click on connect to a Purview account, of course, it's going to ask you, hey, you know, from which Purview account do you want to connect to? And of course, right now we are loading the list of the Purview account. Now, once this gets loaded, and if you click apply, and this is taking longer than usual, right? You will have already connected data factory to a Purview account. And of course, you see several accounts that I can connect to. In this case, I might want to connect to maybe Purview Test 1. And the moment I click Apply, what is happening underneath the hood is we are now brought Data Factory and Purview together. Super exciting. Now, let's see what you can do with it once you have connected it. Now, once you have connected this, uh, and you'll see that it has been connected successfully, you will see the Purview account that this Data Factory is connected to. In this case, of course, we have already pre-prepared this uh, using this factory called Contoso Data Ingestion. And same here, when I go to Manage, you will see that this has been connected to the Purview account called Contoso Purview account. And what will happen now is if I click on this, this will bring you to the Purview Studio. That will then show you all this lineage that we are talking about earlier. Now, once this loads, you're going to get into the Purview Studio. And in this Purview Studio, of course, you'll get things like your data catalog, a glossary that helps you understand things within uh, the catalog. You get some insights. And again, of course, you have a familiar management experience. And right now, what I've clicked is I've clicked data catalog. And you'll see that earlier on in that factory that was connected to Purview, right? It was a factory called Copy uh, Data. And if you look at it now, within the copy activity at a glance, you immediately know all the tables and all the SQL server that you're connecting it to. And of course, you could click on one of these to be able to understand what is inside. You could search, you could understand, you know, for each one of these tables that you have, whether it's a sales reason, salesperson, what are the different kind of entity. And so at a glance, immediately, you know, what data sources you're connecting to, but also get a sense of, what is the schema of the data that you're bringing in from copy and then storing them in the parquet file and where you're storing it? Super powerful. Now, of course, you could continue and say, hey, let me open this in Azure Data Factory. 
uh, which will then allow me to start using this. And so it provides uh, immediate links instead of you having to find a data factory in which this lineage is uh, part of. Now, the other thing that I wanted to show you before we switch back to the slide is you could now also, when you start authoring a pipeline, if you will, you can start searching. And because this data factory is now connected to Purview, you can search for any asset. Like you could say, hey, find me all assets that's copying data. And so this immediately connects to Purview, gets all this information, and it tells you, you know, some suggestions based on what we're seeing in the data. You get what kinds of things we're copying, whether it is a JSON file called test copy DF, or whether it's a demo copy from blog. And if I click on one of these, immediately you see the asset and you can immediately leverage it in Azure Data Factory. Awesome, thanks, Bihang. That was a really cool demo. I hadn't seen a ton of purview before, so it's definitely cool to see it, but also see it integrated with Azure Data Factory. All right, so if we come back to our tips, I think we have three more tips. Uh, the third tip is around performance, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. And one of the things we get asked a lot is that I'm building all this pipeline, I'm building all these data flows, uh, which is trying to bring data in, transforming the data. How do I know I got it right? Or how do I know, you know, why is it that my data flows is taking such a long time to run? What should I be even thinking about? And the other set of questions that we get asked a lot in a lot of these customer conversations, as well as conversation of the community, is if I'm doing a copy, and I have a self-hosted integration runtime, which allows me to have uh, access or line of sight to on-premises data sources. How should I think about sizing this self-hosted integration runtime so that it performs optimally, but at the same time, do not jam out the pipe that I have from on-premises to the cloud? And with all these kinds of discussion that we had with customers for the last couple of years, uh, one of the things that you know both the cloud solution architects and the few has been asking us a lot is why don't you distill this down, not just into five tips, but a performance guide that will help guide us and leverage and stand on the shoulders of all this knowledge from the whole data factory community coming together. And so this is exactly what we did. Uh, and so we continuously improve the copy activity performance and scalability guide to make sure that you have the best data ingestion experience on Azure. And more importantly, just as a fun fact, today data factory move petabytes of data every single month. Wow. And you know, this is not just external, but also internal workloads as well. And if you bring this together, a lot of experience comes from the community, from a lot of the customers that we work with. Now, all this has been distilled into the copy activity performance and scalability guide. Awesome. We'll put a link to that in our uh, show notes so people can definitely go check those out. I think the last two tips are around learning. Can you take us through those? That's right. Now, the last two tips is about, you know, if I'm new to Azure Data Factory, or in fact, we have new team members onboarding to the team, how do we distill all these concepts for Azure Data Factory into one page? That was the challenge that we set uh, to the team uh, just about a month ago. And working with the cloud uh, developer advocates as well as the developer relation team, this was exactly what we did, right? Just a few months ago, we came together and said, well, let's bring all these docs that we have on Azure Data Factory from scenarios to concepts, uh, et cetera. And let's put all this together so that it's in one single page. You could print it as a big poster. And in fact, we provide a high resolution version of this, right? <laughs> in your office, at your home office, 
And at a glance, you get all the value proposition of Data Factory, but more importantly, concepts that will help you get started. And so we're super excited to work with Nitya, uh, one of the cloud developer advocate that is extremely talented in drawing this kind of concept and putting all this into together as a visual guide. And so together, Nitya, um, we have launched this. And more importantly, we have not just launched this and made the high resolution version available. Today, if you go to the Azure Data Factory documentation page, when you go to introduction to Azure Data Factory that you see on the link there, uh, immediately you get to download the high res version so that you can find it immediately if you're looking at getting started with Azure Data Factory. Awesome, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Now, and I'll cover the last tip, which is now that you've learned all these concepts about data integration on Azure, um, how do you then you know, set forward on a learning journey? How can we help you build up your experience from getting to know data integration in Azure, whether it's in Azure Data Factory or whether it's in Azure Synapse Analytics, right? And also set you on a path and a learning journey that if you choose to take a certification, uh, it will also increase the knowledge that will help you acquire that certification. So the last thing I wanted to share on, on the show is really your journey to success with Azure Data Factory. And even, though to, even now today on Azure Learn, we have more than eight to 10 Azure Learn modules on how you do data integration on Azure, whether it's with Azure Data Factory or whether it's with Azure Synapse Analytics. What the team has done together with the Azure Learn team is to put this together into four weeks. Like if you have only four weeks of your time and you need to get started with all the nuts and bolts of Azure Data Factory, we start off with week one. Uh, learning the basics, which includes the visual guide that's going to help you navigate. It's like your cheat sheet, if you will. And then by week two, once you have built up all this confidence, you're now able to be able to even achieve petabyte scale data ingestion uh, by learning around different methods, what kind of connectors are supported, how should you be tuning the connectors in the week two Azure Learn module. And by the time you get to week three, we say that, well, you know, you have ingested all this data, this data could be on ADL Gen 2, it could be on different kinds of stores on Azure. How do you do no code, low code, or what we call code-free data transformation at scale? And so by week three, we'll teach you how to use uh, data flows and how you could then start building really complex data flows that allow you to achieve your business needs. Now by week four, now that you have built up all this experience, uh, we will show you how do you orchestrate, how do you leverage the rich set of orchestration capabilities that Azure Data Factory provides out of the box. But lastly, if you're interested in a certification, the DP203 exam uh, would then you know, be inside. And of course, there's other kinds of knowledge that you need in order to build up, in order to achieve that certification. But we hope that with this learning journey that we've put together, it will help everyone to be successful uh, doing data integration on Azure. And that gets us excited every day. And if there's any feedback that you know the community uh, can share with us, we'd love to hear any feedback. Awesome. Thanks so much, Weihong. This has been a really informative video. I like the five tips. I also liked seeing uh, the cool demo with Azure Purview, and I think our viewers will enjoy that as well. I want to thank you for coming on the show. And to our viewers, I want to thank you for joining us today. We've got a lot of links in the description for you to dive deeper into this topic. And if you like this video, leave us a comment, like this video, subscribe to our channel, and we hope to see you next time on Data Exposed. Thank you, Anna.